The Old Testament reading is recorded in Isaiah chapter 40, beginning verse 9. You who bring good tidings to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. <clears throat> See, the sovereign Lord comes with power, and his arm rules for him. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms, and, he, and carries them close to his heart. He leads, them, he leads those that have young. Here ends the Old Testament. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle reading is from 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning verse 18. Slaves, submit yourselves to your masters with all respect, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if a man bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because he is conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for your doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to, who, to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Here ends the epistle. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The Gospel reading is from John chapter 10, beginning verse 11, the words of Jesus. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep, so when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I receive from my Father. Here ends the Holy Gospel. Okay, I've got a shepherd's crook. So all the little sheep can come up. And if you want to, you can do this as you come up. Say, bah, bah, bah. Mom and Dad, you say it too. Bah, 
Come on, you can do it. Hey, somebody's doing a real good one. How many of you know the song, I am Jesus, little lamb? Do you know that song? You just don't want to sing it. Okay. I'm going to sing it. You can sing along. You can sing along too because I bet you know it. I am Jesus, little lamb. Ever glad at heart I am. For my shepherd gently guides me. Knows my need and well supplies me. It's me every day the same. Even calls me by my name. Now, I have two sheep. I did not bring out the nice, big, white, fluffy sheep. That's the one everybody likes. Have you ever been to a petting zoo and came up and petted or hugged a big white sheep? Good. How about a goat? A goat. And a llama. Yeah. And a goat. Well, we are not, because of our sins, white, fluffy, sweet-smelling sheep. We are rather like this sheep, do you know what his name is? Take a guess. Not eyeball. His name's Blackie. How's that? Blackie the sheep. Yeah. Soot. Now he's a good example of us because by nature we are not white, pure, sinless, sweet smelling. We are more like Blackie here. He's the color reminding us about sin. And as we'll learn today, sheep don't do very well. They're bull-headed. They do their own thing. They get in trouble. They do the wrong stuff. They get lost. And the shepherd is constantly having to go out and save them all the time. But that shows how much Jesus actually loves us. So remember... You're not like Whitey the sheep. You are like Blackie the sheep. But Jesus never gets tired of running after you and always bringing you back. Did you hear the song? Close to his heart. Okay, you can go back again. Dear sheep of God in Christ Jesus, sanctify them by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. Our text is actually a simple one. All of them have to do with sheep and shepherd. But look at the last verse of the epistle reading. It says, you, that is y'all, every single one of us, including me, you all continue to be like sheep who are always going astray. But now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. This is our text. How many of you have dogs? Okay. 
How many of you let your dogs out into the backyard or other areas when it's rainy and muddy? Okay. How many of you who do that pick up your poochie and hold him close to your breast? I didn't think so. But the picture of Christ as the Good Shepherd is he doesn't just do his shepherding at a distance. An actual shepherd knew better than to grab on the sheep close up. That's why he used his rod or staff. Who shall I pick on? Greg, you're a sheep. Come on, come on. Get up, get up. See? Oh, ah, ah, ah. See how I'm doing that? That's how they would do things. In fact, if the sheep didn't listen very well, he would actually, and I won't do this literally, but the shepherd would give them a little tap right around the jaws just to get them to go right or left. Guess what this means? You're slow. Yeah, sit down. <laughs> <clears throat> And if a sheep was actually getting into more trouble, like kind of falling down into a ditch, he's not going to go down in the ditch. That's a mess. Instead, he'd use the hook part. Okay, okay. Come on, come on, cooperate, sheep. Come on, come on, come on, sheep. Come on, there, okay. Yay! But I'm not going to go up and hug you because you're a sheep. Okay, you can sit down. Sheep are the problem. Shepherds would help as much as they could, but they were not going to get up close to sheep. So anytime you read these descriptions in the Bible about a good shepherd, or in other places like in Luke where you have the parable of the lost sheep and the shepherd comes back and he puts the sheep on his shoulders and says, Rejoice with me because I've found my lost sheep understand that that kind of talk is simply unthinkable to people in Jesus' day. Shepherds didn't do that. It'd be like putting a muddy towel with which you have washed your dog or cleaned him and putting it around your shoulders. You don't want to smell like dog. And shepherds didn't want to smell like sheep because sheep smell worse. Most shepherds were like what is described in John 10. The hired hand. If you couldn't get a job doing anything else, you might get a job as a shepherd. It was like the bottom of the barrel. The only thing worse was to sit and beg, which no self-respecting person would do, especially if they're able-bodied. If you couldn't be a shepherd, I don't know what you could do. Most of them were hired hands. They didn't own the sheep, and they didn't care a hoot. Parents, when your kids were little, even though you would tell them, now don't go running around out in the street, what would they do? Especially since you told them not to go run around in the street, they would go run around in the street. My oldest was pretty smart, Becky. She didn't do that. Aaron tried it once in a while, but the third one was always running around directly out in the street. 
Now, the only reason that you run out after them is because you love them, right? At the end of the 23rd Psalm, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. But the Hebrew word for follow means to chase after. It's a term that's used of parents running after their kids so they don't get hurt. Only it's God's goodness and especially his mercy, his chesed, his covenant love. That's what chases after sheep all through their life. Now, most of us here are grown-ups, right? And we always act like grown-ups, correct? Well, at least we tell our kids we act like grown-ups. We are not. Our very nature is we're like little children or like sheep. And the good shepherd has to constantly chase after us in his goodness and mercy all the days of our lives. It never ends. The big difficulty is, actually, in the beginning of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. People have had trouble with that last phrase for centuries. In fact, they get perturbed and say, I'm not sure the Lord is my shepherd. I keep having things missing. I'm lacking. Things aren't going the way I want. There's all sorts of stuff I think that should occur for me, for my blessing. And what's the good shepherd doing? I don't see it. And they get upset. One person even says, the Lord is my shepherd. I want all the time. And because of that, some people get rather upset with Jesus, the good shepherd. They think he's supposed to do everything they want. But wait a minute, who's in charge here anyway? Are the sheep in charge? Does the shepherd just follow along wherever the sheep are going? By the way, that doesn't work because every particular sheep has his own way that he's going. They naturally spread out from each other and they don't give a hoot and a holler about one another. They have their head down, they're looking for their grass, they want water on their terms. Everything's on their terms. You can't have a shepherd following sheep because you'd be following a hundred different ones and they'd all be into trouble. The picture, rather, is the sheep are supposed to follow the shepherd, right? What does that require? A little further on in John chapter 10, Jesus said, literally, my sheep continue to listen to my voice, and I know them, that is very intimately, knowing someone who's close to you. They continue to hear my voice, and I know them, and they continue to follow me, akolotheo, joyfully following me, not because they have to, but because they want to. Having said all this, there's this problem. And it's actually found in our epistle reading. It has to do with suffering, with people hurling insults at you. 
all the troubles and difficulties that come from being one of Christ's sheep, one of his lambs. This is not what most people bargain for. They want their own story tale notion about shepherd and sheep. And when trouble does come, the sheep blame the shepherd. The sheep get upset at the shepherd and want to find a different one. But that's a complete disaster. There's only one good shepherd that actually cares for them. Fellow sheep, the problem to this whole picture is we ourselves. We want things our way. We are as dumb and headstrong as any sheep could possibly be. The astounding thing is that the Good Shepherd continues to run out after us, to chase us, to bring us home close to his heart. Why would anybody want to sign up for insults, injury, trouble, suffering as a sheep? Peter tells us why. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, referring to the cross, so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. When they hurled insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. He was like a sheep before its shearers, silent, as it says in Isaiah, going to the cross for the sins of the world. In effect, our good shepherd is himself a sheep. He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. As long as we're continuing to see that great love toward us, not just chasing us, but giving his life for us, and having a life that was difficult and hard and painful in order to redeem us, as long as we're keeping that before our eyes as the reason for our redemption, that's the only reason in all the world that would make us, as sheep, willingly go through times that are hard, difficult, and full of suffering. We see the shepherd going through it for us. He even is willing to lay down his life for us. On that note, no one takes it from me, he says. I have authority, literally power, to lay it down. And I have power to take it up again. When the Good Shepherd finally dies for us on the cross, it is not as though the Romans won, or the Jewish leaders had won, or death had won, or that his blood loss caused him to die. He died at the exact time according to his own authority and power, at the time of the evening sacrifice, three in the afternoon. That's when the Good Shepherd purposely lays down his life for his sheep. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up again. That's the good news about this shepherd. He intervenes to protect us against the wolves. He lays down his life to save us. And he takes it up again. He has that kind of power and authority for us. And remember who we all are. We're not nice little white, clean sheep. We're like Blackie, full of sin, selfishness, constantly running where we shouldn't run. 
And yet the Good Shepherd continues tirelessly, lovingly chasing after us all our days to protect us, to save us, and to love us. Amen. And the peace of God that passes understanding will keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.